Good afternoon, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. We're going to do something a little different today, and I hope it's informative. I hope um, it helps a lot of people. I get asked a whole lot, what's it like living in a world when you're disabled? There it is. It's out there. I'm disabled. I'm in a wheelchair. Now, with that said, I'm sure a million things just ran through your head. What's wrong? Why is he doing this podcast? You know, when was the accident? Can he do this? Can he do that? Or, oh, I'm sorry. You know, a lot of things just entered your mind if you're listening to this and you have any interest or it perks your interest any at all. A lot of things just crossed your mind. You don't necessarily have to say what those things are, but I'm pretty sure it crossed your mind. That's okay. What we're going to do during this podcast is we're going to talk very openly, very frank, very raw about what it's like to be disabled. There'll be some myths. There'll be some truths. There's not necessarily going to be a list of each. I'm just going to call it what it is. Some of you will understand. Some of you won't understand. And if you don't understand or you do understand and you have questions, I'm always happy to answer those questions. But understand that this is going to be a very open, honest, raw, call it ugly if you want to, conversation. And I think when people notice somebody's disabled, you're going into the grocery store, you're going shopping, you're seeing them on vacation for the first time, you're seeing them in church, whatever your case may be. You see someone walking with a cane or someone that has some issues or someone in a wheelchair And you automatically look at the physical appearance. We all do it. Don't say you don't. Be honest with yourself, just like I'm going to be honest with you. And we make our judgments. Some of us make different judgments, but we all make a judgment when we see somebody that is, quote, different. That is not the norm, and we're not here to talk about what is different, what is not different. We're all the same. We just all have different needs, different challenges, different successes, different abilities. And I hope you understand that. Now, keep in mind that usually by the time you see someone with any sort of disability or special needs in a store, at an event, 
whatever. You're seeing that person at their best. They're out in public. You are seeing them at their best. You're not seeing what it took for them to get to that event. What it took to get out of bed. What it took to get dressed. What it took to use the bathroom. What it took to get something to eat. And for different people, that means different things. Some have it easy, or some have it harder. Some have to have someone do it for them. Some people, you know, are able to do it for themselves. But we all go through some sort of physical effort, if you will, to be able to do the basic life task. And for some people, that's all they can do. The basic life task and back to bed, some people, the basic life task have to be brought to them. Some people can do more than the basic life task and live a somewhat semi-quote-unquote normal life, if you will. Now, are you still with me? If you're still with me, let's take this a step further. By the time you have seen the person in public, wherever you are, whether they're getting groceries or a social event or, you know, whatever the case may be, doesn't matter. You have seen them. You have made a judgment and you probably took a guess at what's wrong with that person. Maybe because your fifth cousin was in a chair and that's what they had or that's what Uncle Steve had or that's what Aunt Christine had or, you know, whatever. You know, and you're making a comparison because that's what we do when we don't know. It doesn't have to be about a disability. When we don't know something, we make that comparison to something we have seen or experienced. But when it comes to disabilities, I'm going to say nine times out of ten, you're probably wrong because I can tell you and people that know me that have seen me and lived, you know, lived around me can tell you how many times do we get stopped? Oh, what happened? When was the accident? What type of accident was it? I'm glad you survived. Can you feel anything? Are you paralyzed? And I just go, huh? And then you go, oh, cerebral palsy. Oh, so do you go to school? Uh, yes. Did you go to college? Do, do, you, do you live with your parents? Do you live in a home? Oh, you poor fellow. I'm I'm so glad to see you out today. Then the pat on the head comes. Well, I sure hope you're doing all right. 
Your legs must hurt terribly. You with me still? We go through that because people are standing right there, and this has happened to me, standing in the middle of a grocery store, make those assumptions. You just made a dozen wrong assumptions. Now, usually what the disabled person will do for you is allow you to make those assumptions. And most of us will slowly guide you back to something that's true without making you feel bad. When you'd be better off just ask the question to start with and be done with it. I mean, let's call it what it is here. Ask the question, get it over with, and move on. What's wrong? And allow the disabled person to tell you what they want you to know. But see, it goes a step further than that. Very few people see or perceive a disabled person as quote unquote normal. One of the guys, one of the girls, somebody you'd hang out with. You don't. And the people that do are few and far between. Now, I'm not saying everybody is this way. But what I have experienced falls into three categories. The people that are my genuine friends. We've been to the beach. We've been, to the, you know, we've been to the beach. You know, call it what it is. Let's have a little fun here. We've been to the beach, been to the bar. You know, we, we, we've thrown some parties. We've had a good time. Maybe we've gone ATV riding or whatever we've done or gone fishing or whatever. You know, you, you've been to my home. You've seen the way I live. Those people are the ones that truly want you around. And I don't mean you've been to my home that I live in now. Maybe you went to college with me and you saw where we live there. Maybe, you know, when I was in high school, you saw, you know, where we live there. And, you know, those are the people that truly want you around. Then there's those that invite you to make you feel good, but it also makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they're doing a good deed. And it, 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 it's that. It's a good deed. Come to dinner. Come to the movies. Some people have good intentions. Some people are doing it for, for the right reasons. Some people are doing it for them. Because they feel like that's the right thing to do. And sometimes that feels like the third wheel on a date is the best way to describe that. And... 
you know, that's a hard feeling. It's a hard feeling. Then there's the side of being disabled that people would just as soon not even talk about. But I told you this would be raw, so guess what? We're going to talk about it. And when it comes to personal relationships with the disabled, people would rather not do so normally. The number of people you will see that have some sort of disability out on a date, at a movie with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, are very low. Because everything we talked about up until now in this podcast comes out. You did what was right. You invited that person. You did this. You spoke to that person. You patted them on the head. You tried not to make your judgment. If you made a judgment, the disabled person allowed you out of that judgment or helped you better understand where you had made that judgment. Well, now it's on you to have a, an able-bodied person, to have a relationship with that disabled person. Now, nope, not happening. And I'm not calling it just me. I'm calling it the majority. And I know there are some people out there that are disabled that are in happy, loving, wholesome relationships. And and that's great. There should be more of them. People should have better open minds about it. Because what it boils down to, and I'm going to censor this just a little bit. People are worried about what works, what doesn't, and what they might find. Now, you can fill in your own blanks there. People are worried about what what works, what doesn't, what they might find. And for a guy, the women are worried about what works, how well does it work, and can he take care of business. And same for if you're you're a woman that is disabled. That's the first thing that pops in most people's minds. Don't tell me it doesn't because I have been asked the question enough. You may not enunciate that idea, but it crosses your mind. And there is a negative, terrible assumption that things don't work the way they're supposed to. Notice I said assumption. And people would just as soon not deal with it. Because they're afraid of what they might find or they're in the relationship with somebody for the wrong reasons. If you're in a relationship with somebody for what part A and part B can do together, 
You're in it for the wrong reasons. But see, that's where the good part of being disabled comes in. Oh, yes. A good part. Hope you're ready. You know how if you have a bad knee, maybe your right knee's bad, but your left knee over time starts to make up for what your right knee can't do. Maybe you rely on the left knee a little more than the right knee and it kind of changes the hobble just a little bit. Makes things a little easier for you. Well, disabled people kind of work the same way. What we don't have available to us in one area, we normally more than make up for in another area. Like, for example, if your legs don't work just right, you may have an extremely strong upper body. If your body in general doesn't work right, you may have a strong mind. If your mind doesn't work right, maybe you're strong emotionally, but we've all got that something that makes up a little bit of the difference. And I was often asked during my younger days because ultimately, believe it or not, I'm a fairly quiet person. What book was I writing? Because I started seeing all these things when I was in school and as I got older and become a young adult and now a middle-aged adult, I see how things truly are. Now, I'm not saying that any of you that might hear this podcast did anything wrong. Most of you that will hear this podcast were wonderful to me. I treasure our relationships. I treasure our friendships. I, you know, and and what we have shared together in life, no matter what it is. But see, you're missing out on that person's strength. Because while you, for example, might be able to get up and play basketball or play tennis or do whatever you want to do, you might have problems emotionally, you might have problems in your own relationship, you might have spiritual problems, you might just have need somebody to talk to. And over there sits somebody with a disability or in a wheelchair that is more mentally strong than what even you realize. Disabled people in general have thick skins. Let's call it what it is. We can take your bull crap. We do. We know when you're looking at us and lying to us. We know when we're being directly lied to. And we know what you mean and what you say most times and where the difference lies. As the old saying goes, the truth is usually in the middle somewhere. But the other thing you don't understand is disabled people crave the small things, the things that you take for granted. Being able to walk roll a cart in the grocery store, pick up something off the top shelf, you know, 
have a relationship with somebody, have a physical relationship with somebody, because that goes back to what I was talking about. When you go at home at night and you go through your daily routine, you, you drive your car, for example, you take out the trash, you mow your lawn. Now, some disabled people can do these things, but a lot can't. So some of the things you're sitting there complaining about, some of us disabled people would love the opportunity just to be able to do them, to experience them. But you don't hear us complain about it. You don't hear us complain about equality, what we should be, what we shouldn't be, because we understand that able-bodied people in general don't understand. And because they don't understand, sometimes it puts out the attitude that they don't care. And be honest, some people don't care. That's bottom line. Some people don't. But then those select few that walk into your life truthfully, honestly, lovingly, smile at you, sit on your lap, you know, if, if the situation is right, that sit down and get the opportunity to know you and take the opportunity to know you, you will never find a disabled person that just does not cherish that until the end of time. So basically what I'm telling you is, is when you get up every day, be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for what you can do. Be thankful for what you get the opportunity to do. And think about what you do when you see someone disabled. Take that second. Take a deep breath. Are you making judgments? Are you doing this? Are you doing, you know, I'm not saying if you don't want to change your ways, that's fine. I can't make you do that. And I'm not trying to make you do that. I'm just trying to open your eyes. Not all disabled people are under a, 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 a white label and we're all the same. We're all different. Just like an able-bodied person. We're all different. As I said when we started, we all have differences. We all have challenges. And I'm going to challenge you. To be good to a disabled person. To be different. To be that one person that's loving. To be that one person with an open mind. To be that one person with an open heart. Because as we go through the world each day, it seems like people's hearts are closing. They're becoming more selfish sometimes. They're becoming more direct in what they have to do in the heck with what anybody else has to do. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but I think you know where I'm coming from. Be different. Be unique. You can do it. Give everybody a chance. If it was your child or you that was disabled, what opportunities would you want? Because you got to understand, we don't call in sick. We don't fight. A lot of us just sit and take it because the fight's not worth it. Sometimes the fight's not worth it.
Do you ever hear a disabled person complain? Not usually. We don't want to be a burden to you. We don't want to be a burden to nobody. And most of us don't need a nurse. Imagine that. You know, there is that stereotype as well. Most of us just want good old-fashioned, wholesome relationships with open people, open arms, and open hearts. That's the way disabled people want to live their life, which is no different than you. Nor should it be. And I'm not going to say this series of podcasts is over. But we've gone on here just over 25 minutes by the time I get this finished. And I think we have chatted enough. I just want you to sit back, think about it. Think about the way you treat people. Think about how you approach people. Give everybody an equal opportunity. You might learn something from a disabled person. Look at it that way. You might experience something new. It may bring something out in you that you didn't know was there. I've seen it happen. Anyway, this is Dave. What does Dave think? 6-3-2021. Just wanted to get this out there. Hope you listened through. If you did, I greatly appreciate it. Share it with your buddies. Share it with your friends. Much appreciated. Take care, everybody. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.